Welcome to the Lovecraft Tales, a brief fictional interlude to tide you over until the next episode of the Lovecraft Tapes. Enjoy. Yesterday was the worst day of my life so far. The Celtics played the Lakers in the finals. My dad got us tickets and we made the drive out to Boston. We were sure to win. The Lakers never beat the Celtics. Well, some things change. The Lakers won the game and we had to make a silent car ride home with our semi-drunk father muttering under his breath. I didn't like the way he steered past the median every few miles, but I was still a year away from driver's ed. My older brothers and I were clutching our seatbelts all the way home. Mom was waiting when we arrived, her arms crossed, and that look of blind fury blazing from her eyes. No one went to bed happy that night. Early the next morning, I'm awoken by my brother rerun. Come on! Dad's passed out and Mom's crying in the attic. No school today. Roger and I are going to the swamp if you want to come. Without a word, I get up and follow. Rerun and Roger always go to the swamp when they are mad. We're the three youngest and the only ones still living at home. I'm the quiet one, and because of that, I always get left behind. Not today, though. We arrive at the swamp, and I see a no trespassing sign. Hey, guys, who owns this swamp? It's just old man Steen, Roger replies. He hasn't left his house in months. He won't care. I trust my brother, but I'm definitely worried. I've never been one for confrontation. Everybody in the neighborhood knows about old man Steen. Legend has it he murdered his son and his wife left him. We hang out at the swamp for a few hours, shooting at beer bottles with our BB guns, catching frogs, and most importantly, shitting on the Lakers. All I'm saying is that Magic couldn't even beat Danny Ainge if he didn't have Kareem, rerun insists, as he has been for the last 20 minutes. I'm in his camp. I agree, he is told- Guys, come look at this! Roger yells from the shoreline of a stagnant pond nearby. We rush over to see him holding a frog with four eyes. What the hell is that? Rerun asks. It's a frog, dumbass, Roger replies, cupping the amphibian between two hands so it can't leap away. I caught it near the guns. It had his mouth on the barrel. Put up a good fight before I could capture it. What's with the eyes, I murmur. Rerun smirks. Oh, you didn't know? Know what? About old man Steen and the radiation? My brother is grinning at me like it's some kind of sick joke. He continues, clearly relishing my fearful reaction. Oh yeah, yeah. Steen was a hazmat scientist. He used to test the effects on wildlife here. At that moment, something strikes me in the back, and I sprint away as fast as I can. I don't even look to make sure Roger and Rerun are okay. I hear a wild cackling in the distance that raises my hackles. Gotta hide. Gotta hide! I see a cave opening ahead and dive into it without thinking. Falling into darkness... Moments later, I thud awkwardly to the muddy, wet ground, the wind knocked out of me, but thankfully no major injuries. My nose hurts a bit, though, might have been broken. Then dread creeps into my panicked thoughts, replacing the pain. This is no cave. I fall into some kind of trench. Roger! I yell towards the dim light of the cavern entrance. Rerun! Anyone! <laughs> no answer. I feel tears threatening to well up in the corner of my eyes. Nobody is coming for me. I need to find my own way out. But how? I can't climb back up the slippery rock. Maybe there is another way out? The only light is coming from above, a soft glow with no radiance. For the first time in my life, I'm proud that I started smoking a few years back because I find matches in my pockets. 
I light one up. The trench runs deeper than I thought. I sit down, say a prayer, and venture further to investigate. The further I go, the tighter the walls constrict. Soon I'm crawling through a narrow tunnel. After some minutes, I feel an opening to one side and see a flickering light beyond. Flames! Must be a fire, I think, and poke my head through the hole to get a better look. It's some kind of pit below, with a small campfire tucked in one corner. There's something written on the walls. As I strain to peer closer, my hands slip on something greasy in the darkness and I plunge headlong downward. There's a hollow thump as my head hit the ground, and all goes black. When I come to, I feel something slimy wriggling all over me. I immediately begin screaming, lashing out blindly at what my imagination insists are thousands of venomous snakes. Instead, through the shimmer of my tears, I realize it's just a bunch of frogs. Hundreds of them. I jump up and try and climb out of the pit, but the rocks just crumble under me. Then I remember the writing on the wall. It's some kind of foreign language, though, and the pictures depict frogs as some sort of angelic creature. Creepy, I think. Maybe one of those frogs can help me fly out of here. The multitude of amphibians look at me and croak stupidly. After a few more attempts, I finally get my footing on the opposite side of the pit. I found myself in a much larger tunnel, ending in a strange sickly white light a hundred yards further on. Great. No choice but to press on. Some minutes later, I enter a massive cavern that's illuminated by an unknown light source. To one side is an onyx altar with a stone knife placed on it. A humanoid skeleton slumps at the foot of the altar, freaking me out with its empty eye sockets. I want to fall into a fetal position, but a distant thumping sound begins approaching closer. Survival instincts kick in. I scramble towards a rock outcropping and I hide behind it. From my hiding spot, I witness the approach of a giant three-foot-tall frog. It is thumping the ground loudly with each enormous hop. Then its grotesque maw splits open to reveal a glistening pink tongue that lashes out to grasp a dozen smaller frogs, which are then reeled back into the maw to be consumed. I want to vomit. A loud clanking of metal erupts from behind the altar. I see some kind of utility elevator descend from above, its door revealing a frail, elderly gentleman dressed in white flowing robes. He approaches the big frog and throws something onto the ground near the creature. It looks like some kind of meat, like a pot roast? Without a word, the figure re-enters the elevator and disappears. The frog eats the offering in one bite and then hops back to the rear of the cavern. I sneak over to the utility elevator. I can't find any trace of a button to call it down. As I'm frantically feeling around for a secret latch, I hear an ominous thump approaching quickly. The frog thing has spotted me. Without much thought, I leap up and attempt to climb the girders inside the elevator shaft. If the old man returns, I'm certain to be squashed, but my fear overwhelms any logical concerns. I have to get away from that monster. As I ascend twenty feet up, I can hear the thing just below me now. Hear the wet smack of its rubbery lips parting, then snap! I feel a thick, sticky, ropey mass latch onto my ankle. I lose my grip, tumbling backwards. With grim satisfaction, I feel the weight of my body crush the frog's tongue. The beast makes a squealing croak, hopping away with its mangled appendage dragging in the muck. While it is distracted, I begin climbing the elevator shaft with a strength I have never had before. 
At the top, I find myself in an empty warehouse. No people, no equipment, nothing. My head is spinning with horror and fatigue as I exit the warehouse. I don't know how long I walked or from which direction I came, but eventually I'm standing in the middle of the road in the dark. It is a road I recognize. The road home. I walk in a relieved daze. When I get to our home, I find Dad passed out again in his easy chair, with even more bottles of booze collected around him. Rerun and Roger are watching a recording of last year's Celtics championship win. Look who it is, Roger exclaims. Rerun grins. What happened? Did Steen get you or something? Make you one of his mutants? They laugh together. I try to explain what happened to me, but that caused them to laugh even more. I'm telling the truth. Okay, big guy, Rerun nods. Did I ever tell you about the time I found a den full of badgers? Roger chimes in. Oh, yeah, yeah. And about the time I found an empty cabin full of owls? For the first time in my life, I decide to stand up for myself. I roll up my muddy, slime-covered sleeves and beat the absolute shit out of them. After I'd taught them a lesson, they ran crying to Mom. Next day, I tell everybody what I saw. The cops investigate the warehouse, but it's burned to the ground. No trace of the cave is ever found. Everyone thinks I'm a liar, but late at night through the screen door, I can hear something thumping around in the forest around our house. The Lovecraft Tapes is copyright 2017. For more information and sponsorship opportunities, please send email to podcast at thelovecrafttapes.com.